Today is January the 12th. Today, Jacob wrestles with God. Today, please read Genesis 30 to 32. Before we do, though, let me just comment on those. Um, Jacob's wealth uh, with his father-in-law Laban increases. It increases incredibly. Uh, Jacob begins to have uh, children. He has four children through Leah. Rachel is upset because he has no children. She complains. Jacob says, I'm not God. I can't make you pregnant. I'm doing my part. So Rachel gives him her servant, and he has two children by her servant. Leah, who has stopped having children, now gives her servant to Jacob, and he has two more through her servant, but then he has two more sons through Leah. So now a total of six sons through Leah, two through each of their servant girls. Uh, We will see soon that uh, Rachel uh, now begins to have children. Um, Jacob in uh, Genesis 31, after 20 years with Laban, um, he leaves, and he leaves um, kind of unexpectedly at night because he's convinced that Laban would not allow him to leave if uh, he were to uh, announce his plans to Laban. So Laban chases him down, and he says, when he catches up to uh, Jacob, um, why are you leaving? Uh, I didn't have a chance to say goodbye to to, to my daughters or my grandchildren. And why did you steal the family gods? Now, the family gods were actually stolen by Rachel. She didn't tell that to uh, Jacob. Family gods were one of the ways that inheritance was passed from father to son. Rachel stole the family gods, not necessarily to worship them, but to get her father's possessions that she felt that her husband Jacob actually deserved. Well, Jacob didn't know uh, Rachel successfully hides those from her father and just keeps them. Um, Laban and Jacob made a, make a treaty at the end of chapter 32, and then at the end of chapter 31, then in chapter 32, we see Jacob's plan for reuniting with his brother Esau. Remember, he fled from Esau because Esau was going to kill him. Jacob now doesn't know. He assumes that his father is dead because he said he was dying. His father is still alive. Uh, he recovered from whatever he had. Jacob's plan is to bribe Esau. The night before he crosses over the river to uh, meet Esau, Jacob wrestles with a man. A man presents himself and they begin to fight. Very unusual. Scripture simply says a man, uh, uh, this left Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him. 
what an unusual thing. At the end of the time, Jacob realizes this is not a man, this is an angel, or this is God himself. Um, he wrestles with him all night. Uh, he can't defeat him, but he won't let him go. So the angel says, let me go. Jacob says, uh, I won't let you go unless you bless me. The blessing that he receives is the change of a name. The angel says, you'll no longer be called Jacob, you'll be called Israel. Israel means he wrestles with God. Uh, we believe then that this is God actually wrestling with Jacob. Jacob names the place Peniel or Peniel, which means the face of God. I've seen the face of God and live. The blessing that comes includes with it a change in Jacob. Tomorrow, we'll see just how deeply that change affected Jacob. When Rachel saw that she wasn't having any children for Jacob, she became jealous of her sister. She pleaded with Jacob, Give me children or I'll die. Jacob became furious with Rachel. Am I God? he asked. He's the one who has kept you from having children. Then Rachel told him, Take my maid Bilhah and sleep with her. She will bear children for me. And through her I can have a family too. So Rachel gave her servant Bilhah to Jacob as his wife, and he slept with her. Bilhah became pregnant and presented him with a son. Rachel named him Dan, for she said, God has vindicated me. He has heard my request and given me a son. Then Bilhah became pregnant again and gave Jacob a second son. Rachel named him Naphtali, for she said, I have struggled hard with my sister and I am winning. Meanwhile, Leah realized that she wasn't getting pregnant anymore, so she took her servant Zilpha and gave her to Jacob as a wife. Soon, Zilpha presented him with a son. Leah named him Gad, for she said, How fortunate I am. Then Zilpha gave Jacob a second son, and Leah named him Asher, for she said, What joy is mine! Now the other women will celebrate me. One day during the wheat harvest, Reuben found some mandrakes growing in a field and brought them to his mother Leah. Rachel begged Leah, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. But Leah angrily replied, Wasn't it enough that you stole my husband? Now will you steal my son's mandrakes too? Rachel answered, I will let Jacob sleep with you tonight if you give me some of the mandrakes. So that evening, as Jacob was coming home from the fields, Leah went out to meet him. You must come and sleep with me tonight, she said. I have paid for you with some mandrakes that my son found. So that night he slept with Leah, and God answered Leah's prayers. She became pregnant again and gave birth to a fifth son for Jacob. She named him Iskar, for she said, God has rewarded me for giving my servant to my husband as a wife. Then Leah became pregnant again and gave birth to a sixth son for Jacob. She named him Zebulun, for she said, God has given me a good reward. Now my husband will treat me with respect, for I have given him six sons. Later she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. God remembered Rachel's plight and answered her prayers by enabling her to have children. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son. God has removed my disgrace, she said. 
and she named him Joseph, for she said, May the Lord add yet another son to my family. Soon after Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Please release me so I can go home to my country, and let me take my wives and children, for I have earned them by serving you, and let me be on my way. You certainly know how hard I have worked for you. Please listen to me, Laban said. I have become wealthy, for the Lord has blessed me because of you. Tell me how much I owe you. Whatever it is, I'll pay it. Jacob replied, You know how hard I've worked for you, and how your flocks and herds have grown under my care. You had little indeed before I came, but your wealth has increased enormously. The Lord has blessed you through everything I've done, but now what about me? When can I start providing for my own family? What wage do you want? Laban asked again. Jacob replied, Don't give me anything. Just do this one thing, and I'll continue to tend and watch over your flocks. Let me inspect your flocks today and remove all the sheep and goats that are speckled or spotted, along with the black sheep. Give these to me as my wages. In the future, when you check on the animals you have given me as my wages, you'll see that I have been honest. If you find in my flock any goats without speckles or spots, or sheep that are not black, you will know that I have stolen them from you. All right, Laban said, it will be as you say. But that very day, Laban went out and removed the male goats that were speckled and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, or had white patches, and all the black sheep. He placed them in the care of his own sons, who took them a three days journey from where Jacob was. Meanwhile, Jacob stayed and cared for the rest of Laban's flock. Then Jacob took some fresh branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees. He peeled off strips of bark, making white streaks on them. He placed these peeled branches on the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink, for that was where they mated. And when they mated in front of the white streaked branches, they gave birth to young that were streaked, speckled, and spotted. Jacob separated those lambs from the flock, and at mating time he turned the flock to face Laban's animals that were streaked or black. This is how he built his own flock instead of increasing Laban's. Whenever the stronger females were ready to mate, Jacob would place the peeled branches in the watering trough in front of them. Then they would mate in front of these branches, but he didn't do this with the weaker ones, so the weaker lambs belonged to Laban, and the stronger ones were Jacob's. As a result, Jacob became very wealthy with large flocks of sheep and goats, female and male servants, and many camels and donkeys. But Jacob soon learned that Laban's sons were grumbling about him. Jacob has robbed our father of everything, they said. He has gained all his wealth at our father's expense. And Jacob began to notice the change in Laban's attitude towards him. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your father and grandfather and your relatives there, and I will be with you. So Jacob called Rachel and Leah out to the field where he was watching his flock. He said to them, I have noticed that your father's attitude towards me has changed, but the God of my father has been with me. You know how hard I have worked for your father, but he has cheated me, changing my wages ten times. God has not allowed him to do me any harm, for he said, The speckled animals will be your wages. The whole flock began to produce speckled young. And when he changed his mind and said, The striped animals will be your wages, then the whole flock produced striped young. 
In this way, God has taken your father's animals and given them to me. One time during the mating season, I had dreamed and saw that the male goats mating with the female goats were streaked, speckled, and spotted. In my dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob, and I replied, Yes, here I am. The angel said, Look up and you will see that only the streaked, speckled, and spotted males are mating with the females of your flock, for I have seen how Laban has treated you. I am the God who appeared to you at Bethel, the place where you anointed the pillar of stone and made your vow to me. Now get ready to leave this country and return to the land of your birth. Rachel and Leah responded, That's fine with us. We won't inherit any of our father's wealth anyway. He has reduced our rights to those of foreign women. And after he sold us, he wasted the money you paid him for us. All the wealth God has given you from our father legally belongs to us and our children. So go ahead and do whatever God has told you. So Jacob put his wives and children on camels, and he drove all his livestock in front of him. He packed all the belongings he had acquired in Panerum, and he set out for the land of Canaan, where his father Isaac lived. At the time they left, Laban was some distance away, shearing his sheep. Rachel stole her father's household idol and took them with her. Jacob outwitted Laban the Aramean, for they set out secretly and never told Laban they were leaving. So Jacob took all his possessions with him and crossed the Euphrates River, heading for the hill country of Gilead. Three days later, Laban was told that Jacob had fled, so he gathered a group from his relatives and set out in hot pursuit. He caught up with Jacob seven days later in the hill country of Gilead, but the previous night God had appeared to Laban the Aramean in a dream and told him, I am warning you, leave Jacob alone. Laban caught up with Jacob as he was camped in the hill country of Gilead, and he set up his camp not far from Jacob's. What do you mean by deceiving me like this? Laban demanded. How dare you drag my daughters away like prisoners of war? Why did you slip away secretly? Why did you deceive me? And why didn't you say you wanted to leave? I would have given you a farewell feast, with singing and music accompanied by tambourines and harp. Why didn't you let me kiss my daughters and grandchildren and tell them goodbye? You have acted very foolishly. I could destroy you, but the God of your fathers appeared to me last night and warned me, Leave Jacob alone. I can understand your feeling that you must go, and your intense longing for your father's home, but why have you stolen my gods? I rushed away because I was afraid, Jacob answered. I thought you would take your daughters from me by force. But as for your gods, see if you can find them, and let the person who has taken them die. And if you find anything else that belongs to you, identify it before all of these relatives of yours, and I will give it back. Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen the household idols. Laban went first into Jacob's tent and searched there, then to Leah's, and then the tent of the two servant wives. But he found nothing. Finally he went to Rachel's tent. But Rachel had taken the household idols and hid them under her camel saddle, and now she was sitting on them. When Laban had thoroughly searched her tent without finding them, she said to her father, Please, sir, forgive me if I do not get up for you. I am having my monthly period. So Laban continued to search, but he could not find the household idols. Then Jacob became very angry, and he challenged Laban. What is my crime? he demanded. What have I done wrong to make you chase after me as though I were a criminal? 
You have rummaged through everything I own. Now show me what you found that belongs to you. Set it out here in front of us before our relatives, for all to see. Let them judge between us. For twenty years I have been with you, caring for your flock. In all that time your sheep and goats never miscarried. In all those years I never used a single ram of yours for food. If any were attacked and killed by wild animals, I never showed you the carcass and asked you to reduce the count of your flock. No, I took the loss myself. You made me pay for every stolen animal, whether it was taken in broad daylight or in dark of night. I work for you through the scorching heat of the day and through the cold and sleepless nights. Yes, for twenty years I slaved in your house. I worked for fourteen years earning your two daughters, then six more years for your flock. And you changed my wages ten times. In fact, if the God of my father had not been on my side, the God of Abraham, and the fearsome God of Isaac, you would have sent me away empty-handed. But God has seen your abuse and my hard work. That is why he appeared to you last night and rebuked you. Then Laban replied to Jacob, These women are my daughters, these children are my grandchildren, and these flocks are my flocks. In fact, everything you see is mine. But what can I do now about my daughters and their children? So come, let's make a covenant, you and I, and it will be a witness to our commitment. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a monument. Then he told his family members, Gather some stones. So they gathered stones and piled them in a heap. Then Jacob and Laban sat down beside the pile of stones to eat a covenant meal. To commemorate the event, Laban called the place Jigar Sahadatha, which means witness pile in Aramaic. And Jacob called it Galid, which means witness pile in Hebrew. Then Laban declared this pile of stones will stand as witness to remind us of the covenant we have made today. This explains why it was called Galid, witness pile. But it was also called Mizpah, which means watchtower. For Laban said, May the Lord keep watch between us to make sure that we keep this covenant when we are out of each other's sight. If you mistreat my daughters, or if you marry other wives, God will see it even if no one else does. He is a witness to this covenant between us. See this pile of stones, Laban continued. This is a monument I have set between us. They stand between us as a witness of our vows. I will never pass this pile of stones to harm you, and you must never pass these stones or this monument to harm me. I call on the God of our ancestors, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of my father Nahor, to serve as a judge between us. So Jacob took an oath before the fearsome God of his father Isaac to respect the boundary line. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice to God there on the mountain and invited everyone to the covenant feast. After they had eaten, they spent the night on the mountain. Laban got up early the next morning, and he kissed his grandchildren and daughters and blessed them. Then he left and returned home. As Jacob started on his way again, angels of God came to meet him. When Jacob saw them, he exclaimed, This is God's camp. So he named the place Mahonaim. Then Jacob sent messengers ahead to his brother Esau, living in Seir, the land of Edom. He told them, Give this message to my master Esau. Humble greetings from your servant Jacob. Until now I have been living with Uncle Laban. Now I own cattle, donkeys, flocks of sheep and goats, and many servants, both men and women. I have sent these messages to inform you, my lord, of my coming, 
hoping that you will be friendly to me. After delivering the message, the messengers returned to Jacob and reported, We met your brother Esau, and he is already on his way to meet you, with an army of four hundred men. Jacob was terrified at the news. He divided his household along with the flocks and herds and camels into two groups. He thought, if Esau meets one group and attacks it, perhaps the other can escape. Then Jacob prayed, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, you told me, return to your own land and to your relatives, and promise me I will treat you kindly. Am I not worthy of all the unfailing love and faithfulness you have shown me to your servant? When I left home and crossed the Jordan River, I owned nothing except a walking stick. Now my household fills two large camps. O Lord, please rescue me from the hand of my brother Esau. I am afraid that he is coming to attack me, along with my wives and children. But you promised me, I will surely treat you kindly, and I will multiply your descendants until they become as numerous as the sands along the seashore. Too many to count. Jacob stayed where he was for the night. Then he selected these gifts as a possession to present to his brother. As a possession to present to his brother Esau. Two hundred female goats, twenty male goats, two hundred ewes, twenty rams, thirty female camels with their young, forty cows, ten bulls, twenty female donkeys, and ten male donkeys. He divided these animals into herds and assigned each to different servants. Then he told his servants, Go ahead of me with the animals, but keep some distance between the herds. He gave these instructions to the men leading the first group. When my brother Esau meets you, he will ask, Whose servants are you? Where are you going? Who owns these animals? You must reply, They belong to your servant Jacob, but they are a gift for his master Esau. Look, he is coming right behind us. Jacob gave the same instruction to the second and third herdsmen and to all who followed behind the herds. You must say the same thing to Esau when you meet him. And be sure to say, Look, your servant Jacob is right behind us. Jacob thought, I will try to appease him by sending gifts ahead of me. When I see him in person, perhaps he will be friendly to me. So the gifts were sent on ahead, while Jacob himself spent the night in the camp. During the night, Jacob got up and took his two servant wives, and the eleven sons, and his eleven sons, and crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over his possessions. This left Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of socket. Then the man said, Let me go, for dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? the man asked. He replied, Jacob. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel, because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Please tell me your name, Jacob said. Why do you want to know my name? the man replied. Then he blessed Jacob there. Jacob named the place Peniel, which means face of God. For he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. The sun was rising as Jacob left Peniel, and he was limping because of the injury to his hip. Even today, the people of Israel don't eat the tendon near the hip socket because of what happened that night when the man strained the tendon of Jacob's hip. 
Scripture reading by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see Jacob turn from aggressive to passive.